emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. Well, everybody, it's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody, this is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into this. And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. My name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemmons. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice issues that matter to you. 
Happy Tuesday to everybody. Uh, it is September the 1st. Can't believe it. We're in an entirely different month. Fall is uh, coming up very fast. It's fastly approaching us, uh, but uh, we're still enjoying this beautiful weather right here in Michigan. I hope you are as well. Guys, we are so excited about our show on tonight. Got a lot of great things to talk about and discuss. We're calling this the No Justice, No Peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And it's interesting. We're going to be approaching it from two different vantage points. Again, no justice, no peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, no is spelled K-N-O-W. And we're uh, saying, in, in essence, that you have to know what justice is and know what peace is. And we're going to be talking about that in uh, several different uh, segments on tonight. Uh, knowing what justice is and knowing what peace is. Uh, talking about it from the vantage point of the 57th anniversary of uh, the March on Washington that took place on this past Friday, August the 28th, that was led by Reverend Al Sharpton and the National Action Network. And, of course, we're also going to be talking about uh, of course, that great march that took place and some of the activities that took place and the speeches that took place. But also, we're going to be talking about the sports world's response to uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake and uh, the events surrounding that uh, as well. So no justice and knowing peace. Uh, so talking about it in that vantage point, but also uh, no justice, no peace in O. No justice and no peace and understanding that uh, if 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 we know what justice is and we know what peace is, uh, knowing these things, if we do not receive uh, the benefits of uh, these these things, if if we know what justice is, know what it looks like and know what peace looks like and we have not received that as a community, uh, then the expectation from those in power would be that no justice and there will be no peace. There will be no justice and there will be no peace. And we're talking about, again, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're talking about equality. We're talking about justice. We're talking about eradicating this problem of police brutality in in our communities. Uh, we're talking about access to ed, uh, better education for our young people. We're talking about access to better health care. We're talking about access to better paying jobs. Uh, all of those things uh, are encompassed in knowing justice and knowing peace. And if we do not receive those things as a community, uh, and you've heard this said before, there will be no justice and there will be no peace. We're going to deal with that in the various segments that we have slated for tonight's show. And uh, we're also going to be talking about the death of a king. Chadwick Boseman, actor, Black Panther star, uh, succumbed to colon cancer uh, just a few days ago. And we're going to be talking about him uh, in the last segment of tonight's show. And also, we're going to be sharing with you an excerpt of a dynamic dynamic, insightful, and powerful uh, speech, commencement address that Chadwick Boseman gave at his alma mater, Howard University, uh, just a few years ago. And uh, this address was so very powerful uh, that uh, we wanted to share that 
as a part of our thought of the week for tonight. So, guys, we've got a great show in store for you. A lot of things to discuss. Again, talking about the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington and uh, the events that took place there. Reverend Al Sharpton leading thousands of uh, people converging on that Washington Mall, standing in the shadow of the Lincoln Memorial there in Washington, commemorating the 57th anniversary of that historic march led by Reverend Dr. Martin King Jr. Uh, and his famous address the I have a dream speech given right there and um, during that march um, uh, just a few days ago uh, they ended the march by uh, marching to the King Memorial there culminating the ending of uh, the day's activities uh, so we'll be talking about that uh, uh, during tonight's show and of course talking about the sports world's uh, response to uh, the Jacob Blake shooting and I just think that um, it is tremendous the solidarity that not just the NBA players have shown but players in, in the MLB and MLS and even in tennis, um, Naomi Osaki is, um, uh, you know, a very talented young black Asian athlete that um, I think everybody should rally behind and support. Uh, she is just uh, doing a tremendous uh, a thing in the tennis world. Uh, very decorated athlete. But I want to point out that, um, you know, she is, um, you know, bringing attention uh, using her platform to bring attention to this growing problem of police brutality in the black community. And I want to share this uh, this story with you as we, uh, you know, deal with these topics on tonight's show. But wanted to open with this in particular, according to Yahoo Life, Naomi Osaki uh, wears a mask at the U.S. Open in memory of black people killed by police. And according to Yahoo as people across the country continue to take to take to the streets to protest racism and demand justice for black people killed by police, tennis player Naomi Osaki is making her statement on the court. During yesterday's U.S. Open match, the Grand Slam winner wore a face mask printed with the name of Brianna Taylor, the 26-year-old black uh, emergency medical technician. Of course, you know who that is, who was killed by police Back in March and uh, Naomi tweeted out that um, uh, she has seven masks to wear throughout the U.S. Open, each with a different name featured. And she hopes she's able to wear each one. And she said it's quite sad that seven masks isn't enough for the amount of names uh, and, and speaking of talking about the number of victims of this growing problem of police brutality in the black community shouts out. Out to um, uh, to Naomi Osaka, uh, just a tremendous young talent. Uh, I, I I want everybody to again, uh, you know. Uh, rally behind these athletes they are supporting us they are standing with us and we have not seen anything quite like this before we plan to toss out again to Naomi Osaka follow her on Twitter at Naomi Osaka at Naomi N-A-O-M-I O-S-A-K-A follow her uh, she is definitely a very inspirational person to follow doing great things in the world of tennis just want to make mention of that uh, during 
during tonight's show as well. Again, guys, you know, all this is centered around the importance of voting in November. All of these 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 uh, uh, socially active matters uh, are directly tied to what's happening in November. Guys, you know, we talk about it all the time. Voting matters. And we've done a couple shows about that as well. So make sure that you're registered to vote. Make sure that you go out and take advantage of your civic responsibility. And that is to to go out and vote in November, November 3rd. We cannot afford another four years of this current administration in the White House. That being said, I have done uh, some volunteer work with uh, the one campaign uh, this past uh, week, a couple days uh, volunteering with their phone bank and uh, making phone calls to make sure that individuals know uh, that um, it's important that they vote in November, that they registered to vote uh, and we're encouraging those of you who are listening on tonight that want to be a part of this we're going to make this link available in our on our thinking out loud facebook fan page and we're encouraging you to be a part of this this is a part of the vote out loud campaign that we are launching and we have a line of t-shirts that are going to be available we're going to be giving you a discount if you participate in these campaign events uh one uh one campaign is one opportunity uh, that when we all vote.org is another uh, uh, organization that has campaign uh, opportunities and volunteer opportunities that are um, going on all the time. We're posting them on our thinking out loud Facebook fan page. All you got to do is go there. Let us know you're going to be a part. We're going to send you a code that you can be a part of uh, that. You can get a discount on our Vote Out Loud campaign t-shirts and face masks. They retail right now for $35. We're going to give you a 20% discount on that. So you'll only pay, uh, you'll only, uh, you get a 20% discount on uh, that. It's a, I think it was somewhere around $6 off uh, that price. So uh, we're giving you guys uh, a 20% discount on this uh, face mask and t-shirt combo. We hope you take advantage of it. We're going to be posting more information about that on our website, michaelnimmons.com, and also posting the link to uh, volunteer opportunities on Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. We hope you'll take advantage of it. We hope those that are listening on tonight know how important it is to vote in November. Again, these are some really nice t-shirts. Guys, vote out loud. Vote out loud. We have matching face masks to go along with it. You can go to our website, michaelnimmons.com, to purchase yours today. Again, if you're interested in being a part of the Vote Out Loud campaign, volunteering, registering to vote, or registering someone else to vote, will we'll qualify you for the 20% discount on these, fa- these T-shirts and face masks uh, on the michaelnimmons.com website. So go there, and we'll post the link on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page so you can take advantage of this very important discount as well as these volunteer opportunities with the one campaign and when we all vote.org guys i cannot again stress enough how important it is to vote in november 
Well, uh, remember to follow us on Facebook. Again, Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN. That's right, guys. Or send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. want to shout out all of our Detroit Praise Network listeners on tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. We hope you enjoy it and I hope you enjoy uh, the commercials that are being broadcasted on the Detroit Praise Network. Shouts out to my good friends Randy Miles uh, on the Detroit Praise Network. All of the hosts there from Erica Campbell and Griff to uh, Randy Miles uh, to um, uh, uh, Darlene McCoy and to um, to Willie Moore Jr. as well. All of the hosts there, Donnie McClurkin, all the hosts there on the Detroit Praise Network. Uh, again, shouts out to you. Thank God for you guys doing a great job on the Detroit Na- no, Detroit Praise Network holding up the Bloodstained Banner. Well, guys, we're getting ready to take our first break of the night. But when we come back, we're getting right into our first story discussing the 57th anniversary of the historic march on Washington. Guys, you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, Michael Nemes, and we'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders, the voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root, I am to America a very strange fruit, born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history, and it's a mystery how they miss me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears cause fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms 
And in the air looms the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. That you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you get you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Today again I say thank you very much. The podium will be centimized. Uh, they're on the first landing at, at the bottom of the brown stuff. And also wear your mask. It is important. It will save lives. My dream is that you will have the families of the abused standing in the shadow of Abe Lincoln. In 1963, Martin Luther King said, Mr. Lincoln, 100 years ago, you signed the Emancipation Proclamation and you promised the Negro full citizenship and they did not fulfill the promise. I want in the shadows of Abe Lincoln to be able to say, we have here the family of people who have this son, brother, choked to death with a nearby cop for eight minutes. We have Blake's family shot in the back seven to eight times. I'm bringing the broken promises to you who promises 157 years ago. We saw, now there's two dead people in Kenosha. Yesterday the report is that the, the suspect who's been held is a young man, 17 years old, who attended Trump rallies, put in social media that he's a big Trump fan, Blue Lives Matter, came with a long gun to try to protect businesses in Kenosha. How does that change the way we think about this? I think that it is extremely exemplary of the contradiction of the right wing. If that had been an African-American of any stripes, 
if that had been Antifa, they would have hung that on every doorstep in America, front page, every paper, all over social media. They've had crickets, silence, have not said anything about it. And yet they want to say, we are the ones that will destroy your suburbs. We're not the ones that walk down the street uh, with a rifle. After the curfew, when everybody in the black side of town had to get inside by 7 p.m., the fact that the police were enforcing it unequal gives you the reason why we march. Yesterday, you know, the NBA, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, they decided to walk out of a playoff game. The other team also walks out of the playoff game. This is a kind of a big moment, feels like to me. I think it's a huge moment. I remember when I was a kid, Dr. King came out against the war in Vietnam. Muhammad Ali refused to go to the war. Tommy and them put up their fists at the 68 Olympics. All the way to Kaepernick. Kaepernick took a knee. It was just one, but then it grew. This has never happened. We've had statements that were monumental. This time, it's the whole league. I think it is a huge moment, and it is going to drive a lot of people in the middle to saying, wait a minute, we have to do something about it. You and I both know, we're old enough to remember when the politics favored Republicans who played the Blue Lives Matter card. It worked for George Wallace and Richard Nixon as a combined force in 1968. That worked for George Herbert Walker Bush in 1988. That worked for Donald Trump in 2016. Are you sitting here thinking that America has changed enough and these circumstances have been dramatic enough that it's now, it's time's up for that playbook? I do not believe those plays any longer work. I think that you have new generations of Americans that were kids in the 60s like me and those that are kids now that are much younger than me that grew up in a different concept of what they want America to be. And I think it will be defeated. Justice, no peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as we said before the break, we're going to be talking about the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington, uh, where the original march took place August 28, 1963, in front of the Lincoln Memorial on the Washington Mall, led by the Honorable Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And um, this past Friday, August 28, 2020, this anniversary was led by the Reverend Al Sharpton and the National Action Network, along with the NAACP. And um, uh, this march was um, entitled the Get Your Knee Off of Our Next March. And um, according to uh, the New York Times, hours after President Trump stood on the South Lawn of the White House to rail against what he called agitators bent on destroying the American way of life, thousands of Americans streamed to the Lincoln Memorial not a mile away on Friday to deliver what frequently seemed to be a direct reply. The march was devised in part to build on the passion for racial justice that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. summoned when he delivered his I Have a Dream address on that same spot 57 years ago. From the lectern at the base of the memorial, civil rights advocates and black ministers often cast Mr. Trump as the prime obstacle to their goal and voting to remove him as the first step toward 
a solution. I have to say, I did watch um, a large part of that march uh, on the anniversary, uh, August 28, 2020, this past Friday. And um, it was a remarkable sight. I'm telling you guys, it seemed to me to be a culmination of uh, many of the protests that have taken place over these past few months uh, after the death of George Floyd and uh, individuals like Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, but particularly George Floyd. There was seemed to be uh, a... Um, uh, a reckoning uh, that took place after uh, this this man's death, and it just uh, it's taken the entire country and the world uh, by storm. Uh, protests uh, and uprisings taking place around the country and the world, and so um, this seemed to be a culmination of. Uh, those uh, events you heard in the opening, um, you know, from Reverend Al Sharpton, what his purpose and objectives were for this march to get your knee off of my neck or our next march. Um, you know, it was devised uh, during one of uh, the George Floyd uh, memorials that took place where Reverend, Reverend Al was the speaker and there he announced along with uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. the uh, third you know a commemoration of that anniversary of the 57th year of this anniversary and it just seemed to be appropriate uh, to do it uh, on the 57th anniversary um, you know even though this was not a milestone type of anniversary I just seemed it just seemed to, to fit because because of what's taking place around the country. The Black Lives Matter movement is, um, you know, uh, is really uh, catching on, not just in our community, but in communities around the country and not just around the country, but around the world. We've talked about this in uh, several shows uh, prior to this one uh, where, you know, uh, protests and marches are taking place in New Zealand and 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 Germany, Berlin, in Berlin, Germany, in in Ireland, in London, England. You know, in places where you know you have totalitarian governments and dictatorships, and 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 you're hearing Black Lives Matter, and you're hearing uh, you know George Floyd's name uttered and evoked by people who never even met the man, and yet. You know, they have a it, it seems they there there is an expression of care and concern for the plight of not just George Floyd, but for black America. And um, I just uh, really felt like this 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 march was um, a fitting tribute, not just to um, Dr. King's legacy, but also uh, to those uh, individuals who uh, lost their lives as a result of police brutality. And that's one thing that Reverend Al Sharpton mentioned that, um, you know, he wanted to take time to to commemorate and to discuss and have those families stand uh, in the shadow of the Lincoln Memorial uh, to talk about uh, the, the this problem of police brutality in America and uh, especially in in uh, in the shadow of the Lincoln Memorial where Lincoln uh, is the one who supposedly freed the slaves in 1863 with the Emancipation Proclamation we all know uh, the truth behind it it was not not uh, necessarily for, to free the slaves, but it was, um, you know, to it was a political move in favor of the union. Uh, so 
um, you know, he wanted it uh, done that way. Uh, and, and and but on the cover, it was, of course, to to free the slaves for the sake of ending slavery. But he had other political motives in mind. Uh, but um, you know, nevertheless, uh, Al Sharpton wanted to. Uh, have those families stand in the shadow of uh, Lincoln, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, in in large part to um, uh, to symbolize the broken promises that were made uh, during that proclamation. Uh, you know, uh, two hundred, uh, you know, two hundred years ago, um, when that proclamation was made, and here we are. Uh, and and yet still encountering some of the same problems and the same uh, you know uh, uh, same issues that this Emancipation Proclamation was supposed to uh, eradicate. Police brutality being one of them, which was prominently mentioned uh, in and during uh, Dr. King's "I Have a Dream" speech, which is eerily. Um, uh, you know, eerily familiar to all of us uh, because of this problem and prevailing issue that uh, our community has been dealing with, not just uh, during the '60s, but you can go all you can go all the way back to chattel slavery, where uh, you know slaves were beaten and brutalized on a regular basis, and this is symbolic of. Uh, that type of treatment that we've been receiving these some 400 years. So, um, you know, this is where we are right now. Again, I think that um, this was a tremendous tribute uh, to the legacy of Dr. King, as well as uh, to the families of those who lost loved ones as a result of police brutality in this country. And um, the world, not just the country, was watching. Uh, and, you know, I think if nothing else, this made uh, it, this election even more of uh, importance and significance to all of us on how important it is for us to go to the polls in November and vote. We have got to do this, guys. We have got to do this. There's no excuse whatsoever. We've got to make sure we go to the polls and make sure that Donald Trump is a one-term president. He does not deserve another four years in the White House. We have got to make it crystal clear that we do not want him to lead this country anymore. Some of the speakers included Reverend Al Sharpton, of course, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. III, uh, his daughter, his grand, uh, Dr. King's granddaughter, Yolanda King, also spoke as well. Uh, but in in addition to that, you also had the families of uh, the victims of police brutality, such as uh, Trayvon Martin's mother. She spoke. The family of Eric Garner spoke. The father of Jacob Blake, he spoke along with Jacob Blake's sister. Uh, he she spoke as well. Um, you also also had the family of George Floyd there. They spoke, and uh, it was just uh, the family of Breonna Taylor. Uh, they spoke as well. You know, just a tremendous opportunity uh, to really put this problem of police brutality on uh, display and um, and make a you know let the let the country know 
that that criminal justice reform is needed and this problem of police brutality needs to be eradicated in America and um, no better what better way than to have the victims families speak out and speak up during the anniversary of this uh, historic march and I, I I have to give a, sh- a shout out again to Reverend Al Sharpton and Martin Luther King Jr. III for organizing uh, this anniversary. Again, I, I believe it was a tremendous tribute to the legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and a tremendous uh, tribute to the victims of police brutality. No one wants to be in this exclusive club, uh, you know, losing a loved one uh, in this in in this brutal way uh but of course um i thank um god for uh these families uh showing so much grace and uh and strength and courage during these times uh and it's got to be difficult and i keep going back to uh something that dr cornell west said and we aired on on the show as as much as this country has brutalized us as much as uh, we have experienced, um, you know, as a culture, uh, it has not caused us to hate our, hate this country. It has not caused us to lash out and to want to become uh, a part of the problem. But as much as uh, as much vitriol and venom that we've received. Uh, we seem to want to only love those that despitefully use us. We only want to, um, uh, to, to, to stop the hatred and to stop the violence. And we're not inciting violence and inciting the same kind of vitriol and venom that's been spewed against us. And I think that is the resiliency of this culture and our community that really continually makes me very proud to be a black American. Well, guys, I would love to get your thoughts and feedback on uh, this. Of course, you can always Facebook us at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show or add us at TOL radio host MSN. We would love to get your thoughts and feedback about this. We're going to take our next break of the night. When we come back, we're going to get into the sports world response to the shooting of Jacob Blake. You don't want to miss this, guys. We're getting right into it on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Demiree Graphics. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. The people at Demiree Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiree Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiree Graphics, bringing your imagination to life.
Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. And news coming in from the NFL as well. All of this 24 hours after NBA players boycotted the playoff game saying something needs to be done about police shootings in America. Tonight, President Trump and Joe Biden are both weighing in with very different views on this. Here's Adrian Bankers. Tonight, unprecedented action as players from all of the pro leagues walked off the court and the field. The NBA now vows playoff games will go on, though postponed by a collective boycott following the shooting of Jacob Blake. The season initially appeared to be in jeopardy as star LeBron James demanded to cancel all remaining games. He says this fight is personal. Having, you know, two boys of my own and me being African-American in America and to see um, what continues to happen with the police brutality towards my kind, it's just, it's very troubling. Major League Baseball and the WNBA postponing games. The NHL pausing their playoffs. NFL teams canceling practice. We haven't seen this before in our lifetime. 
Uh, we've seen folks protesting. We've seen folks raising holy hell and justifiably so. But we haven't seen players walk away from performing uh, their job duties as professional athletes. We haven't seen that. When asked, the president said he believes people are, quote, a little tired of the NBA. But I know their ratings have been very bad, and that's too, that's unfortunate. They've become like a political organization, and that's not a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing for sports or for the country. Vice President Joe Biden calling the administration's words divisive. Trump knows the warning knowledge. As a lot of these men and women have had brothers, sisters, husbands, wives who have been victimized just because of their color. And David talks will continue between NBA players and owners on that path forward. Meantime, new tonight, the NFL players and its owners are saying that they will continue to fight racial injustice and move forward with a path to eradicate it. Let these guys know you're standing with them. So you probably got to cancel the games tomorrow. My question is, what is the game plan after that? My buddy Brian Anderson, by the way, fellow TNT broadcaster, but also does Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Uh, notified me too. The Milwaukee Brewers canceled their game with the Cincinnati Reds tonight. So that situation in Milwaukee again, 40 miles from Kenosha. Kenny, this is this is tough. I mean, right now my head is like ready to explode, like just in the thoughts of what's going on. And uh, I don't know if I'm even appropriate enough to say it. What the what the players are feeling and how they're feeling. And um, I haven't talked to any of the players. I'm just like coming in, even like driving here and getting into, into, the, into the studio, hearing calls and people talking. And for me, I think the biggest thing now is to kind of, as a black man, as a former player, I think it's for, best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And I respect that. Shaquille. The fact that everybody was unified in their decision, I respect that. Because if everybody wasn't unified, we'd be talking about something not important. Well, guys, we are back on the No Justice, No Peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And before the break, we were talking about the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington. Uh, the original march again took place August 28, 1963, led by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., where he gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. And um, this uh, anniversary, the 57th anniversary, took place this past Friday, led by the Reverend Al Sharpton and the National Action Network and the NAACP. And um, we're just talking about some of the events that took place uh, during that uh, particular anniversary. Um, it was from 11 to 3, and uh, the actual 
uh, march itself or the speech is concluded from the Lincoln Memorial at around 2.30-ish or so. And then they left there to march to um, the King Memorial there where uh, the march was concluded. But it was a tremendous day. I watched a lot of it on Friday, uh, taking some, taking it in and just reflecting on, uh, you know, the day and the significance of the day. Uh, again, the march was called Get Your Knee Off of Our Necks. And uh, the families of uh, the victims of police brutality spoke during that march. And again, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of those families that have been uh, impacted by this growing problem of police brutality in the black community, names of which many of us know already. But then there's also names that we don't know, names that have not made the headlines, names um, you know of individuals that we may never know about. But certainly our thoughts and prayers are with them just the same. And in that same vein, we're going to be talking in this segment about uh, the sports world's response to the shooting of Jacob Blake, a young man who uh, was shot in the back seven times by the Kenosha, Wisconsin Police Department, police officers there um, uh, uh, just last week, I believe, uh, was trying to break up an altercation and um, uh, this young man was walking back to his car. And uh, in doing so, the police officers uh, turned and, and, and shot him in the back while his back was turned to them seven times. And um, this uh, this this shooting sent reels, uh, sent shockwaves, rather, I should say, throughout the black community again. And it just seems like, um, uh, you know, we're reliving. Uh, George Floyd's death all over again and even though thankfully Jacob Blake uh, did not pass away uh, unfortunately though he is paralyzed from my understanding uh, according to Benjamin Crump the uh, the family's attorney uh, this young man is paralyzed and uh, more than likely will never ever walk again uh, we're certainly praying for a miracle we know that God is able, God certainly can, and he will, in spite of all of the odds that might be stacked up against him. But nevertheless, the sports world looked at this along with uh, many individuals, um, you know, in the black community and and was just, um, uh, you know, disturbed by the callous, uh, you know, approach uh, to policing that the Kenosha Police Department, uh, you know, had toward this particular situation, it could have been de-escalated. Which again, we talked about in previous shows that police officers are supposed to be experts in de-escalating situations like these, and not escalators, not individuals that are escalating violence, but they're the ones that are de-escalating violent altercations and in this particular case that is not what happened and and so you know we saw players in the NBA that were um, you know uh, troubled by this frustrated by this uh, angry and upset by uh, yet another um, uh, shooting 
uh, by at the hands of the police department at, uh, at the hands of the police those individuals who are duty bound to protect and serve and this did not seem to happen in this particular case and so the Milwaukee Bucks on last Wednesday were supposed to play the Orlando Magic uh, in the playoffs, I believe it was Game Five of the uh, the playoffs there, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks decided that they were not going to take the floor. They were not going to play the game, and um, you know, Bucks didn't give, didn't play the game against the Magic, despite the overwhelming plea for change. This is a, a, a statement made uh, by by the players. Despite the overwhelming play, uh, plea for change, there has been no action, and so on. Our uh, so our focus today cannot be on basketball. The player said. Uh, they went on to say, "When we talk, when we take the court and represent Milwaukee and Wisconsin, we are expected to play at a high level, give our maximum effort, and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard." And in this moment, we're demanding the same from our lawmakers and law enforcement. And I think that is a powerful statement coming from individuals that Laura Ingram says should just shut up and dribble. Yeah, Laura Ingram from Fox News said that. Uh, I believe they call the Ingram Report. Uh, talking about LeBron James and Kevin Durant, uh, you know, and how athletes should not have an opinion or should not have a voice in the in politics and um and here these athletes are taking a stand and and using their platform to speak truth to power and i applaud them along with many of uh of uh, uh many of us in the black community i've done so already uh i was even watching where um uh, Kenny Smith from the uh, NBA Inside the NBA, uh, the, um, the 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 show on TNT that comes on before uh, the NBA games are played on TNT and the post game show. Kenny Smith, Hall of Fame point guard for the Houston Rockets, uh, decided to uh, get up in the middle of the broadcast and um, in solidarity with the other. Uh, players in the NBA decided not to continue the broadcast and said as a broadcaster and a former athlete I feel like it's not my it's my place not to be here today but to stand with those players who decided not to play the game and he took his mic off and got up from the table and left the studio in the middle of the broadcast and I'm telling you this was a statement that I have not seen made before. Uh, tremendous, tremendous. And again, this, um, this, 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 uh, this solidarity continued. The L.A. Clippers and the Lakers refused to play. Uh, in fact, all the games that were to take place in the NBA uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, did not happen. Uh, they all were postponed, and there was even talk about the playoffs actually in the season uh, ending and being canceled because of uh, this this the, the concern and the disgust with what was happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, 
Milwaukee Brewers the, in the MLB baseball, they didn't play. Uh, there was a joint statement made from the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds said, with our community and our nation in such pain, we wanted to draw as much attention to the issues that really matter, especially racial injustice and systematic Oppression and this solidarity continue, guys, not just in basketball, not just in baseball, but even in the world of tennis. Tennis player, famous tennis player Naomi Osaki didn't play in her semifinals match. And she went on to say, Before I am an athlete, I am a black woman. And as a black woman, I feel as though there is much more important matters at hand. And this solidarity continued even in the WNBA, the women's league. Uh, there were three games in the WNBA that were postponed as well. We stand in solidarity with our brothers in the NBA, and we will continue this conversation with our brothers and sisters across all leagues and back and look to take collective action. Uh, Elizabeth Williams of Ford with the Atlanta Dream said in a statement representing league players. This was tremendous, guys, tremendous. And the solidarity continued in a statement Wednesday night from Major League Soccer, MLS, said and a postponed remaining matches for the day. Earlier, two clubs, uh, Inner Miami and Atlanta United, both postponed their games as well. So, guys, uh, the sports world made a tremendous response to what was happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, and uh, it is just um, a powerful statement that was made. And there's talk about this across uh, social media, uh, across uh, in mainstream media, uh, on television, the news, poly- the news, the newspapers. Everybody is talking about uh, what is happening. And um, I just think, you know, for these athletes to have taken it upon themselves to to, to make a statement. And again, hats off to the NBA. I, I'm telling you guys, I, I, Mich- Commissioner Adam Silver has done a tremendous job as the leader of the NBA during this time of social uh, activism and social crisis. Um, you know, they have really done a, um, a remarkable job at uh, elevating their platform uh, during this time of police brutality and uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, those of you who know and watch uh, the, the games have seen uh, Black Lives Matter uh, on the floor of uh, the NBA games and you see the, the, the slogans on the back of the players' jerseys. Uh, there's, there's even uh, time that's taken during uh, and before games to uh, commemorate and to talk about and to discuss what's happening in the arenas, in the world, in the, in this country. Um, you know, shouts out to LeBron James to, you know, for, for uh, his leadership in that regard. Every time he gets an opportunity to get in the microphone, he's not just talking about what's happening in the bubble, so to speak, where the games are being played, but he's also 
also talking about what's happening in the country, what's going on with, uh, uh, you know, with these police shootings and what needs to be done and what needs to happen in November. Again, these young men uh, are, are, are stepping outside of the arena of basketball and they are making their voices heard and uh, letting individuals like Laura Ingham know that they are they have more to bring to the table than just their basketball talent but they have more uh, to share they have more uh, to contribute to this conversation of social activism and politics and uh, what's going on in their community and rightfully so so again I just wanted to take some time today uh, to, to, to commemorate and to applaud each and every one of these athletes uh, for uh, looking at themselves and looking at what they do and saying to themselves that that that, that this is this matters more than my job that 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 black lives matter more than my profession in fact their uh, George Floyd's life and Jacob Blake's life matters more than what I'm doing right now and I'm going to show you just how much their life matters because I'm going to stop what I'm doing to acknowledge their life that's exactly how much their life matters that's exactly how much their life matters and that's really the point that's being made here how much does a black a black life matter really how much does a black life matter? And these players are ready to forego the entire NBA season and let the and let the country know and let the world know that black lives matter. And this is how much they matter. Now, that's a statement to make there. That is a statement that they made. This is how much a black life matters. And I mean, that's a tremendous statement to make. And these gentlemen, these these young men uh, are, are, you know, some are some were saying, you know, some of the critics, of course, Trump and others. Uh, this this is it's, it's, this is senseless. It doesn't make any sense. These guys need to be out playing basketball. They need to be doing this. They need, you know, and 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 they all are missing the point. And of course, Republicans don't see it at all. They're they're like they're from planet, I don't know, Uranus or whatever. But you know, when it comes to things like this, but these young men are, um, uh, you know, they are making and taking a stand in this moment and letting the world know how much a black life matters. You know, and it may not be a black a black life that you know. It may not this this black life may not be you know uh, a billionaire. This black life may not be uh, an entertainer. This black life may not be a name that you ever will ever a person that you will ever meet. But their life matters just as much. And let me show you how much their life matters because I'm willing to stop what I'm doing to acknowledge the fact that their life matters. And I And again, I thought it was a fitting tribute to 
uh, the men and women that have lost their lives as a result of this growing problem of police brutality in the black community. Of course, men and women like George Floyd, David McAtee, uh, Drayshawn Reed and Michael Brent, uh, Charles Ramos, Brianna Taylor, Manuel Elijah Ellis, Atiana Jefferson, uh, Imanti Fitzgerald Bradford Jr., Charles Roundtree, and uh, Botham Shim Jean, and Antoine Rose, and Stefan Clark, and Aaron Bailey, and uh, the list goes on and on. Jordan Edwards and Chad Robertson, uh, Deborah Banner, uh, Danner and Alfred Olango and uh, uh, Joseph Curtis Mann and Philando Castillo and Alton Sterling and uh, Betty Betty uh, Jones and uh, Corey Lamar Jones and Jamar O'Neill and Jeremy um, McDowell and India Kager and Salmon Samuel Vincent and Chandra Bland and Brenton Glenn and Freddie Gray and Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin and so many others that uh, you know the names just uh, you know the list is extremely long but we want to say those names and remind this country of the tragedies that have befallen us because of this growing problem of police brutality in this country. We are all diminished because of their deaths. John Don said it best. No man is an island entire of himself. Every man is a part of the continent, a part of the main. If a man dies, it diminishes me, for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. And so we all are diminished because of these deaths. We all have to pause and reflect on the lives that have been lost because of this problem of police brutality in this country. It's time for a change, guys. And I'm hoping that this change is coming very very soon we're going to take our next break of the night when we come back we're going to talk about the life and the legacy of Black Panther Chadwick Bozeman, who lost his battle with colon cancer just a couple days ago we're going to do that on the other side of the break it's the Thinking Out Loud radio show we'll be right back Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. 
all-pro football player Derek Mason on Jay-Z in the NFL. Jay-Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay-Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay-Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who, if there's someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him, like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really, um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last 30 years, um, and I just created my own nonprofit, 501c3, called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just going to take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimitz. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Gentlemen, Chadwick Boseman. I know personally that your generosity extends past what you have given on the stage and screen. 
Many of you already know the story that Mr. Washington, when asked by Felicia Rashad to join her in assisting nine theater students from Howard University who had been accepted to a summer acting program at the British Academy of Dramatic Acting in Oxford. He gracefully and privately agreed to contribute. As fate would have it, I was one of the students that he paid for. Imagine receiving a letter that your tuition for that summer was paid for and that your benefactor was none other than the dopest actor on the planet. I have no doubt that there are similar stories at boys and girls clubs and theaters and churches across the country where I know you have also inspired and motivated others. An offering from a sage and a king is more than silver and gold. It is a seed of hope a bud of faith. There is no Black Panther without Denzel Washington. And, 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 and not just because of me, but my whole cast, that generation, stands on your shoulders. The daily battles won, the thousand territories gained, the many sacrifices you made for the culture on film sets through your career, the things you refused to compromise along the way laid the blueprints for us to follow. And so now, let he who has watered be watered. Let he who has given be given too. It is an honor to now know you, to learn from you, and join in this work with you. May God bless you exceedingly and abundantly more in what's in store than he ever has before. God bless you. Justice, no peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we kicked off tonight's show talking about the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington and the impact of this anniversary and the families that spoke during this momentous and historic march led by Reverend Al Sharpton and Martin Luther King Jr. III on this past Friday, August 28th. 2020, thousands of individuals uh, converged on the uh, Lincoln Memorial there and spoke truth to power uh, at the Washington, uh, on the Washington Mall there. And then they left and marched to the King Memorial where that march was concluded. Again, a tremendous anniversary marking the 57th anniversary of this historic march led by Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, and the SCLC, and then we, um, you know, talked about uh, the sports world's response to uh, the the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. What we also failed to mention was um, an interesting um, juxtaposition of 
um, this uh, the policing in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where uh, there was a protest, a Black Lives Matter protest taking place just days after uh, Jacob Blake was, um, uh, you know, shot in the back seven times by the Kenosha, Wisconsin police. And in that same city, uh, there was a white young uh, teenager, 17 years old, that was um, uh, arrested uh, after uh, killing uh, two uh, Black Lives Matter protesters with an AR-15 just casually walking through uh, the protests. And there's video of this this white uh, this white uh, teenager uh, walking through uh, this, this this sea of protesters with this AR-15, uh, walking right past police officers and police cars and tanks, and he's just walking past and. No one stopping him. Of course, Wisconsin uh, is in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin is an open carry and uh, Wisconsin rather is an open carry state. But one thing is interesting about that and uh, just say this and we'll go right into our next uh, story. But, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, if you ever want to really gauge the racism uh, of a particular state. Uh, you, you look at the open carry um, policies and the, the laws that are related to it because it's, it seems that, that whites that open carry are treated much differently than those uh, of the African American descent who uh, desire to do the same. Again, there's video of this young man, uh, 17-year-old, I believe his name is Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old from Antioch, Illinois. He's not even from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Open carrying, carrying an AR-15, walking openly, uh, you know, uh, uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin during this Black Lives Matter protest, you know, and um, he was arrested uh, after shooting um, two demonstrators. Uh, two days after Jacob Blake was shot. Um, and I want you to listen to the uh, or hear um, the, uh, the, the you know what the chief Chief Miskins, Daniel Miskins had to say about um, you know these two Black Lives Matter protesters that uh, were shot by this young man. He says, And I quote, had persons not been out involved in violations of the curfew, perhaps the situation that unfolded would not have happened. Now, this is the chief of police of the Kenosha, Wisconsin Police Department, basically defending the actions of this open carrier, 17 year old Kyle Rittenhouse. Really, where just two days earlier, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back and he allegedly did not have a weapon on him. Although uh, the D.A. is saying that they found a knife in his vehicle. 
But this was after the fact. This was after this man was shot in the back seven times. And the police officers, at the the, the perspective that we all see, seen the video several times, were not even able to see a knife or see into the man's vehicle because his back was blocking them. So it, it just there there you have it, guys. You you see that we are living in two Americas. And, you know, uh, 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 two criminal justice systems, one for whites and one for blacks. So uh, there's um, a petition that's being circulated around the Internet for color change for this chief, Daniel Miskins, to be fired or be or to resign. And the ACLU is calling for his resignation. But I believe he should be fired. I really do. I believe he should be fired because he is a reflection of those of his police officers who uh, who shot Jacob Blake in the back seven seven times so we wanted to share uh that developing story as well as a part of uh you know uh, this this story here that's emerging about the uh, you know the unfortunate uh, shooting of Jacob Blake uh, just a few days ago uh, but um, we're going to be talking in this segment about the life and the legacy of uh, black actor Chadwick Boseman. Uh, just a tremendous talent. Uh, you know, you, you, you heard in the opening uh, him talking about, uh, you know, uh, Denzel Washington and his contribution to um, you know the, his personal contribution to uh, Chadwick Boseman's life um, this was a uh, gala event that Denzel Washington was being uh, recognized at and Chadwick Boseman was one of the presenters during that occasion and Chadwick uh, you know one thing that really stood out to me uh, well he mentioned how uh, Denzel Washington was um asked by uh, actor Felicia Rashad to sponsor several actors for a um, uh, fellowship at uh, Oxford University uh, acting uh, for acting and uh, it just so happened that Chadwick Boseman was one of those individuals that was sponsored by Denzel Washington he talked about how uh, he got the letter in the mail and that the benefactor of his particular scholarship came from none other than uh, iconic actor Denzel Washington and the impact that this has had in his life. And he said in, in so many words that there would be no Black Panther if it had not been or were not for Denzel Washington. And that was uh, that was a powerful statement because uh, this this young man uh, died uh, just a few days ago, 43 years old of colon cancer. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I um, he, he passed away um, early, early Friday uh, during the day, I believe. But I didn't hear about it or even see the news of his death until later that evening. And I was so uh, taken aback by it because he's one of my favorite actors, um, you know, primarily because of his role as T'Challa in the Black Panther. It was such a remarkable role that he played this 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 character. Um, all of us 
uh, that are listening to this show, I'm sure, have seen this movie, Black Panther. I've seen it a dozen times, and each time I see it, it just seems to mean even more uh, to me. Um, and I know it, it, you feel the same way, but to hear this man pass at just 43 years old, and I was scrolling through Instagram, and I, what triggered me to begin to think that this was there was something wrong is I started to see a lot of pictures of his on Instagram, and I was saying, uh-oh, what's going on here? You know, there are a lot of people that are posting pictures of him, and usually that's not a good thing. You know, if it's not his birthday or, you know, some type of milestone has taken place, won an award or anything, and I hadn't heard anything uh, significant about uh, Chadwick Bozeman at all that day. Uh, but, of course, I was hoping that there would be something positive uh, as a result of the, all the pictures that I had began to see. But, unfortunately, as I began to read, I saw that, um, you know, I believe it was a picture that Roland Martin had posted of him and Chadwick Boseman some time ago. And he began talking about how he will be greatly missed and uh, rest in peace, Black Panther. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that this has happened and certainly it is true uh unfortunately chadwick bozeman actor 43 years old uh succumbed to colon cancer just a few days ago he will be greatly missed uh there are tributes that are being done even as we speak i believe there was one done on roland martin already and um uh, you'll be able to you can see that uh, on his YouTube channel and other um, social media outlets and platforms as well. But uh, Hollywood will be paying tribute to the life and legacy of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, it was on um, Sunday, Sunday, right? Sunday, they ABC played um, replayed Black Panther uh, commercial free. Uh, on Sunday evening as well as showed a tribute to Chadwick Boseman uh, on yesterday evening as well uh, befitting tribute to a king uh, T'Challa I mean guys that was an iconic role that uh, that he played and the timing of that movie guys uh, Black Panther I just cannot say enough about that movie man you know it, it, it it's just it was it was great on so many levels, not just because of, um, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman's character as Black Panther, but there were so many great actors in that movie. You know, Michael B. Jordan, of course, uh, Letitia Wright, Lupita Inyogo, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Sterling Brown, uh, Winston Duke, uh, Andy Serkis. I mean, so many. Angela Bassett, of course. I mean, so many great actors Forrest Whitaker was in that movie so many great actors in uh, Black Panther and the sequels coming out uh, very soon as well so I cannot wait to see that I'm sure it's going to um, be another blockbuster movie uh, but he will definitely be missed and uh, you know one of the things that has been coming out uh, of all of this is that uh, you know Chadwick Boseman it seemed to be a very 
private person, not not um, you know sharing uh, much about his private life and his private struggles and health challenges with uh, colon cancer, having contracted colon cancer four years ago, and um, but yet still putting out, I believe, um, four or five movies. Of course, uh, Black Panther being one of them, and. Um, you know, here, this young man uh, putting forth all of this effort in the midst of all the health challenges that he was faced with. And yet you didn't hear him complain. You did not hear him, um, you know, publicize any of it. In many cases, he was talking about uh, others that he visited. In fact, uh, it was one interview I saw uh, where he was doing a press junket for Black Panther. where He was talking about two young children, two young black kids that had succumbed to cancer, uh, but were holding on uh, until uh, Black Panther was finished so that they could see it. And he was talking about how he was in talks and, and had been in uh, touch with these two black kids who were in the hospital waiting for Black Panther to be released. They were holding on and uh, they unfortunately did succumb to cancer uh, but I believe they were able to see Black Panther and he was saying they were his motivation and here he has been our motivation uh, as well. Chadwick Bozeman, guys, just uh, I, I cannot believe and I'm reeling even as we're recording this podcast on tonight that um, he's no longer with us. And I'm a young man of 44 years old, just a year older than him. And um, I must send a message to those black men that are listening to us on tonight. You know, again, what comes out of all of this is us taking care on better care of ourselves. And again, I'm preaching to the choir. We are so um, you know, reactive when it comes to our health and in, you know, a number of different areas, but definitely our health. We are reactive when it comes to taking care of ourselves and we must do a better job, I would say, of doing that, taking better care of ourselves. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, if we uh, did do a better job at being proactive when it came to our health, uh, many of us will probably live a longer and much better life. And so my message to those who are listening on tonight, especially those of us in the uh, black community, black men, we'd prob- we, de- we definitely need to do a better job at taking care of ourselves, myself included, preaching to the choir on tonight. But then, but again, Chadwick Bozeman, a class act, a very um, uh, dynamic and powerful actor, and uh, and I just um, you know wish he was around to do more, uh, but um, you know he definitely uh, did what he could while he was here, and he left it all uh, out there for us. And certainly, again, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and to his inner circle. Those. Uh, that um, are closest to him. We're praying for you and um, we're continually keeping his life and his legacy in our thoughts and prayers. Guys, we would love to get your thoughts and feedback on anything that we discussed on tonight. Remember, you can add us at TOL Radio Host MSN 
on Twitter and Instagram or leave us a comment on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. We would love to hear from you. Guys, when we come back, want to give you our thought of the week. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you... Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. What's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show thought, 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 thought of the week. Tonight's start of the week comes from an excerpt uh, from a 
powerful and inspirational speech that was delivered by uh, Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman a few years ago at his alma mater, Howard University. Uh, during this speech, he talked about his acting career. He talked about uh, inspiring others uh, in his professional life. And I want to share some of that speech with you during our No Justice, No Peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Take a listen. Theater, television, and film. In my first New York audition for a professional play, I landed the lead role. From that play, I got my first agent. From that agent, I got an on-screen audition. It was a soap opera. It wasn't Third Watch. It was a soap opera on a major network. I scored that role too. I felt like Mike Tyson when he first came on the scene, knocking out opponents in the first round. With this soap opera gig, I was already promised to make six, six figures, more money than I had ever seen. I was feeling myself. But once I got the first script, and with soap operas, you very often get the script the night before and you shoot the whole episode in one day with little to no time to prepare. Once I saw the role I was playing, I found myself conflicted. The role wasn't necessarily stereotypical. A young man in his formative years with a violent streak pulled into the allure of gang involvement. That's somebody's real story. Never judge the characters you play. That's what we were always taught. That's, that's the first rule of acting. And any role played honestly can be empowering. But I was conflicted because this role seemed to be wrapped up in assumptions about us as black folk. The writing failed to search for specificity. Plus, there was barely a glimpse of positivity or talent in the character barely a glimpse of hope. I would have to make something out of nothing. I was conflicted. Howard had instilled in me a certain amount of pride, and for my taste, this role didn't live up to those standards. It was just my luck that after filming the first two episodes, execs of the show called me into their office and offices and told me how happy they were with my performance. They wanted me to be around for a long time. They said, if there was anything that I needed, just let them know. That was my opening. I decided to ask them some simple questions about the background of, of my character, questions that I felt were pertinent to the plot. Question number one, where's my father? The exec, the exec answered, he left when you were younger. Of course. Okay. Okay. Question number two. If this script, in this script it alluded to my mother not being equipped to operate as a good parent. So why, why exactly would, would my little brother and I have to go into foster care? Matter-of-factly, he answered, well, of course, she's on heroin. That could be real, I guess. But I didn't want to assume that's what it was. If, if we're around here assuming that the black characters in the show are criminals on drugs and deadbeat parents, then that would probably, probably be stereotypical, wouldn't it? That word stereotypical lingers. 
of the execs pulled out my resume and began studying it. The other exec wore a smile, trying to live up to what they had promised me only a few moments before. If there's anything you need, just let us know. She said, as, as you have seen, things move really fast around here. But we are more, more than happy to connect you with the writers if you have suggestions. Yeah, I said, that, that would be great, I said, because I'm just trying to do my homework on this. I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you guys had decided on all the facts, but maybe there's some things we can come up with, some talent or gift that we can build. Maybe he's really good at math or something. He has to be active. I'm doing my best not to play this, this character like a victim. So you went to Howard University, huh? The exec holding my resume interrupted, peeking over the pages. Yes, I said proudly. He slid my resume back in his desk and said, thank you for your concerns. We'll be watching you. I left the office. I shot the episode I had come in to shoot on that, on that day. Probably the best one I did out of the three because I got what was bothering me off my chest. I was let go from that job on the next day. A, call, a phone call from my agent. They decided to go another way. The questions that I asked set the producers on guard and perhaps paved the way for a less stereotypical portrayal for the black actor that stepped into the role after me. As the scripture says, I planted the seed and Apollos watered it. But God kept growing. God kept it growing. Yet and still, when you invest in a seed, watching it grow without you, that is a bitter pill to swallow. A bitter pill. Anybody that's ever been fired knows what I'm talking about. Even if you really don't want the job, when they let you go, it's like any breakup. You act like you don't care. I didn't need that damn job anyway. I didn't need them. But when you have those moments alone, you start to wonder if there was a better way to handle it. And if you could have, if you could have handled it better, maybe you could help your family. And, and then before you know it, you're broke. And you find yourself scraping together change just so you can ride the subway so that you can get the next job. And maybe if you can book something else, that would eclipse the feeling of doubt that's building. But it seems like you can't pay them to hire you now. My agents at the time told me it might be a while before I got a job acting on screen again. Well, that was fine because I never wanted to act in the, in the first place. I, and I definitely didn't want to be caught dead going after a fake Hollywood pipe dream. I'm more of a writer-director anyway, so forget their stories. I can tell my own stories. But, but am I actually blackballed? We're hesitant about sending you out to some people right now because there is a stigma that you're difficult. As conflicted as I was before I lost the job, as adamant as I, I was about the need to speak truth to power, I found myself even more conflicted afterwards. I stand here today knowing that my Howard University education prepared me to play Jackie Robinson. James Brown. Thurgood Marshall and T'Challa. But what do you do when the principles and standards that were instilled in you here at Howard close the doors in front of you? 
Sometimes you need to get knocked down before you can really figure out what your, what your fight is and how you need to fight it. At some point, my mom reverted back to my experiences here, to the professors that challenged me and struggled against me. Professor Roberts Williams, Doc Singleton, George Epstein, to name a few, the ones that, that would fail you out of the goodness of their hearts. And this may be hard to grasp for some, for some of you right now, but I even considered President Swagger and how negotiating with him was practice for a world that was considerably more cruel and unforgiving than any debate here. One that had no interest in my ideals and beliefs. How would I maneuver through all of this? Finally, I thought of Ali in the middle of the yard. In his elder years, drawing from his victories and his losses. At that moment, I realized something new about this, the greatness of Ali and how he carried his crown. I realized that he was transferring something to me on that day. He was transferring the spirit of the fighter in me. He was, he was transferring the spirit of the fighter to me. He was transferring the spirit of the fighter to me. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. God says in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Graduating class, hear me well on this day. When you hit this day, when you have reached the hilltop and you are deciding on, on next jobs, next steps, careers, further education, you would rather find purpose than a job or a career. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. When I dare to challenge the system that would relegate us to victims and stereotypes with no clear historical backgrounds, no hopes or talents, when I questioned that method of portrayal, a different path opened up for me. The path to my destiny. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door and put someone there who will open it for you. If it's meant for you, I don't know what your future is, but if you're willing to take the harder way, the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. Now, 
This is your time. <laughs> The light of new realization shines on you today. Howard's legacy is not wrapped up in the money that you will make, but the challenges that you choose to confront. As you commence to your past, press on with pride and press on with purpose. God bless you. I love you, Howard. Howard forever. inspirational and uplifting excerpt from Chadwick Bozeman, the actor who recently passed uh, as a result of colon cancer at 43 years of age. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that inspirational speech and wanted to share that with you as we pay tribute to this iconic actor as his life and his legacy is remembered um, in, in lieu of his passing just a couple days ago as a result of colon cancer. Our thoughts and prayers again go out to his family, his loved ones, those that love him most. Again, he will never, ever, ever be forgotten. Thank you again for tuning in to tonight's show. We truly, truly appreciate it. We talked again about the uh, 57th anniversary of uh, the March on Washington during this No Justice, No Peace edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And again, we also talked about uh, the pro Pro, uh, pro sports, professional sports response to uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake and all of the uh, police brutality, uh, you know, uh, incidents that have been taking place uh, from Brianna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery uh, to Trayvon Martin and many others. I mean, the names uh, are just uh, the laundry list is long of names that have been have fallen victim to this growing problem of police brutality in the black community. But remember, we know what the remedy is. We have got to make a move in November. We have got to let the White House know that it's time for a change. So guys, I know you're with me. Uh, make sure that you take your, you exercise your right to vote 
this coming November. And do us a favor, visit our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page and sign up to be a volunteer with the One Campaign. Join their phone bank. Let us know when you do because you'll be eligible for a 20% discount on the Vote Out Loud t-shirts that are now available on our Thinking Out Loud or on our website uh, as a part of our signature line. Vote Out Loud campaign. We have Black Lives Matter t-shirts and face masks in addition to all of our Thinking Out Loud podcast swag on there as well. So take advantage of it, guys. And again, we want to make sure you you, you don't just vote, but you encourage others to vote, that you become more civically involved and active and engaged in this political process. I have done it and I'm going to continue to do it because uh, it, I believe, is so very important for us to be involved in this electoral process, not just in November, but moving forward. We have got to continue to let our voices be heard. It is our voice and our vote. I hope you don't. I hope you understand that, and I hope you appreciate it. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. We thank you so much for your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're over 23,000 streams and downloads, guys. Just remarkable. Thank you so much for your support of the show. We're going to continue keeping on uh, what we're doing. We're going to keep on keeping on uh, until the Lord says the same. So, guys, continue to keep uh, supporting us and sharing our posts on social media, uh, encouraging your co-workers, your family and relatives and friends to listen to us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. everywhere you listen to your podcast. And again, we encourage you to stop by the Detroit Praise Network website but you because you can listen to us right from there as well. Shouts out again to all of the hosts and the listeners on the Detroit Praise Network. We appreciate all that you do for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, well, until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power, it rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.